0: What's up, everyone? This is Maya, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuff online from the scratch, solving problems, and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing Six Figure Entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys. The ideas the opportunities the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same and now let's get the show started on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur podcast, I've got another amazing Six Figure Entrepreneur. And before I get the show started, I will just pass the mic to him, He will introduce himself, tell us a bit about himself and his business, then we get the show running.
1: Okay, so I'm David. I'm, I'm a co-founder of a company called Utopia Solutions. We are a small accountancy practice that are focusing on giving small businesses the financial information that they don't already have. So um, uh, yeah, I guess that that's who I I am that's where we are,
0: okay? Sure, we will get to uh, the details of uh getting to know you at the uh during the course of this episode. So, thank you so much once again, David, for being on the six-figure entrepreneur show. And I believe this time will be a very awesome time for you, for me, and for our listeners out there. Yes,
1: I definitely agree. Okay, to get the ball,
0: ball rolling, can you just tell us about how you got started into this entrepreneurial uh world?
1: Uh, so I started working in accounts a long time ago, and I always said I'd never worked for an accountancy practice because I didn't like the way they worked and I don't think I fit the typical stereotype. Um, Long story short, I ended up working for an accountancy practice where I met my business partner and we both said that we didn't like what was going on. It's It's very compliance focused. It's very, very kind of, there's there's no customer interaction. There's no support for small businesses. So we decided to go off and create a practice that would focus heavily on that. So it's heavily focusing on management accounts, looking at the numbers, making decisions from the numbers that are available rather than just going and uh, taking what's in the bank, for example, because I know a lot of small businesses do that. Um, So we, we decided to set up as kind of more of a financial department as well as being the accountant at the end of the year and that's what a lot of bigger businesses tend to get when they have a finance team smaller businesses just don't have that available to them so we that that's where the idea came from that's what we tried to do um so we went away and put that together uh it took us two to three years of learning everything we could understanding how small businesses work understanding what we can do how we can help it what software there are how we can put all that into place and then uh so utopia then formed um technically four years ago or technically five years ago but we weren't trading for the first year we were trying to do it at the weekends and evenings and that proves to be extremely difficult with any business owner because they don't want to talk to us during the weekend and evening they're, they're working day to day so they wanted somebody available during the week so uh a month after buying my first house we both quit our job both went into this full-time and it proved to be extremely tough along the way um but we've we've had an incredible journey and this is where we are
0: okay awesome uh one thing that really resonated well with me with your story is the fact that uh you quit uh, the of the corporate world to start your business and that is exactly uh, the parts that i also are uh, told and uh so uh one thing I want to, I would like to ask you about that is, what actually made you uh, say goodbye to that corporate world to start your own thing, knowing that there are a lot of risk and, uh, unlike when you have the steady paycheck, nothing is really guaranteed in the entrepreneurial world. So, what made you took that leap, and uh, exactly what, uh, how are you able to deal with the emotional roller that happened between your transition from the corporate world to the entrepreneurial world?
1: So, I think, I think I'm quite fortunate that both my parents were self-employed. Um, so from from a young age I kind of saw that and kind of was, was quite intrigued by it um and then when we got we got to a point where it my job wasn't going anywhere i was bored it was i needed more i was too excited to do a lot more than what was available to me so that was kind of a big point the second big point was i had full faith that the business would work we'd done so much research we'd done so much looking into it that i had there were no doubts that actually. I could do so much better. And funnily enough, this was all before COVID. So the big thing that we wanted for ourselves was one, to be able to work from anywhere and two, to have the flexibility to to not have to be in an office wearing a suit. Actually, I wear kind of T-shirts. It's quite casual. It's very different. We can work from a beach in Spain. We can work from the office. We can do however we want to do it. And this was pre-COVID when it wasn't really a thing. Um, Funnily enough, we've now gone back into the office a lot more and we're utilizing the office a lot more as the team grow but that, that's kind of how it's how it's gone
0: okay awesome ah uh, so present day ah uh, where is your company today and uh, what is the structure of your business ah uh, are you uh you've mentioned what you do ah uh, for entrepreneurs and uh, what are uh, the services that you render for people but what is the structure of your business and revenue wise where are you in 2022
1: so the structure of the business: we currently have um, four members of staff. We've had um, over the over the last five years, we've had five members come and go in that space, and we've got two other members of staff that are still with us today uh that's been extremely extremely difficult staff has always been the most difficult thing for us um so it's it's making sure that they are being taught the right things it's making sure that they're doing it the way that we need them to do it we have quite high uh, quite high goals we we push them quite a lot but it depends on kind of their mindset as well. So our expectation, that's it, our expectations are extremely high. So we are heavily pushing them all the time. And some of them it didn't work for, some of them didn't have that motivation of a startup and the the chaos that comes with it. Um so at the moment we are sat at about a 250k revenue for the last year and we are looking to grow over the next six months and hire again. So we, we've got kind of a, a plan to grow uh, and build another, mem- bring in another member of the team every six months. Um, and then to continue on from there. So I I kind of do all the sales and marketing and then the team members will be kind of managing client managers and manage the team around that. So that's, that's basically becoming the finance department for every one of our clients. So that's from data entry right through to management reporting.
0: Okay, uh, you've done a very good job with your, your company and uh, you mentioned that you are the one in charge of marketing and I, I would like to ask you this question. Uh, what is the best channel that has worked for you in a client acquisition?
1: The best channel at the moment, um, actually, the, the biggest thing for us is referrals. It always has and I assume it always will be, but we do as much as we can to get our name out there. So we go networking, we try and build it an online network as well as a kind of in-person. So I go to various local networking groups and just uh, that was extremely difficult at first. The first one I ever went to, I didn't talk to a single person. I pretended to be on the phone. I was petrified of all these business owners that looked successful or from my opinion back then, they were extremely successful. And the more I look into it, the more I kind of see that actually they were, they were doing okay for themselves, but they were kind of sole traders, one man bands. And we've, we've kind of really out, outgrown that, at that space. Um, so now it's about kind of just going, keeping contact, staying, staying in touch with people, asking and keeping our name out there. Um, we're doing a lot online now. So we're starting to look at podcasts. We're starting to look at uh, digital presence at a website, SEO. Social media is a huge platform for that. Um, So yeah, that's kind of our main focus at the moment.
0: Okay, okay. All right, David. Uh, So uh, before we uh, transition into the question rant, I would like to ask you, what is the biggest lesson you have learned in all your entrepreneurial journey?
1: Biggest lesson I've learned it doesn't always go to plan yeah. um and when things get you almost have to hit breaking point so we've we've hit breaking point probably five or six times where we've got no money in the bank it's a conversation where we've said look i don't think this is we've we've not got the money coming in we can't afford to carry on what do we do and every time we've hit that point there's been a turning point there's been something big so when we've we I remember it was six, 5am, uh, we were sat at a train station waiting to go to London and a client phoned up. Yeah, I'd like to sign up today and I've got another company as well that I'd like to, to sign up with as well. And it's, it's times like that that you just can't get anywhere else. Um, but it, we almost had to hit breaking point each time for us to kind of before it came in
0: okay uh, I think from what you said one of the very very thing that separates uh, winners from losers in the entrepreneurial world is the fact that uh, the winners always know that uh, even when they reach breaking point just like you mentioned they just, they just have to sit down uh, rethink and even reboot and uh, just refire because many people will have g- given up and giving up will surely not have earned anybody any success story just like the one you are mentioning now and that is one takeaway I would like our Listeners to get from there, like the going, will get tough. It will always gets difficult. I don't believe in the idea of it always gets easy because as you grow, you keep facing more uh, stiffer challenges, and you just everything just keep getting uh, more difficult. But uh, when the going gets tough, uh, the winner surely will keep going, and the losers will just fall away, fall away by the side, and that's just the hallmark of winners like you and. Uh, Thank you for sharing that story with us. So uh, now we just transition into my favorite part of the show, which is the question round where I have to ask my guests, thought-provoking questions and they get back with me with answers. So David, should we fire on?
1: Yes, yes, I'm ready.
0: Okay, all right. What is one book you have read that has impacted a lot in your business and in your life?
1: Um, So it, I, I've not necessarily read the whole book, um, but there's a, I can't remember the name of it now, Um but it's it's basically about swallowing the frog. So it every every week on a Monday morning, I swallow the frog. So it's the hardest jobs that you put off all the time, get them done. And that is huge. Um I I would have to come back to you on what the book is actually called um but it's it's something that we stand by quite a lot and it's something that we i kind of actively do so you know the, the job of chasing in that client money that's not paid for a long time it's that job of something's gone horribly wrong deal with the problem that you've been putting off or the admin tasks or something like that. It's setting that time aside and, and dealing with it.
0: Okay. Thanks for that recommendation. Uh, we'll try to find a link to the book you mentioned and listeners out there can head straight to com and uh, search for David in the uh, page uh, to get the show notes for this episode. A link to that book will be included. So i uh, still talking about book, David. If you had to write the book now, what would that book be about?
1: Uh, What would that book be about? It would be about um, all of the problems I've had in business, (laughs) all of the problems I've seen in business. So it would be trying to advise people not to make them the same mistakes that I've made um, and and the lessons that I've learned along the way. So it would be trying to make sure that they have the resources available. It would be trying to focus on just be confident. There's a lot of people out there that don't know what they're doing and just, just go out there, build your network, un build what you're doing and and grow from there and that's what I would try and focus it on
0: okay that would be a lovely book and I won't mind reading that so I'm uh, still <laughs> talking about the book uh, idea you mentioned so I'm very I'm just very curious and this is one question I love to ask uh, busy entrepreneurs like you uh, what is the one thing that is stopping you or, or has stopped you from writing the book you just mentioned
1: I mean I'm sure you get this all the time but it's time it's having the time to do it it's having the, the focus to do it um, Maybe one day is something I will definitely look at doing. But at the moment, I'm kind of focused heavily on building business. Any extra time we've got, we're kind of trying to grow, trying to expand what we've got and improve on our previous previous day, essentially. Every day we try and improve. So that's our kind of motivation at the moment. But one day, yes, I will definitely look at that.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. And you are very right. Uh, I've, when I ask this question, most answers I got uh, is always about the time. Like, uh, you know, you are busy yeah. running a company and there is a lot that goes into that. And, you know, just having the time to write that book is very, very, uh, very, very scarce. Like, I, I do get it. And, uh, and okay.
1: You have something to say. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. it, it's time. Um, but actually, what, what I've learned, learned over the years is you always have time for the things that you want to do. Yeah,
0: sure.
1: So... Everybody would always tell you they don't have time to do whatever it is that they're talking about. But you always set aside enough time to do the things that you want to do. And you always find that time. So uh, I I find that excuse quite a difficult one.
0: Okay, so uh, if I could, if I can I imply or am I right if I said, okay, maybe writing the book is not really your priority right now and...
1: If it yes is, yes like, oh,
0: okay, okay okay i think that's a lesson i learned because most answers i always get is uh i don't have the time and i do get it even personally uh even though i'm a writer uh a, uh a normal writer who likes to write and stuff like that but you know the time is just not dead for me to uh write and sit down and do all those other stuff uh so uh let's move on uh on the other uh side of the podcast so what is one thing you are working right now on that you are super excited about?
1: Ah, so there's a few things actually. So one is we're looking to build a podcast. So I'm trying to understand a lot about podcasts and you've got a great one here. So that's why I wanted to appear on it. Um, and and I want to learn kind of how, how you do it and everything like that. We are... Building a lot of online strategy guides and things like that, so we're we're building a huge database on the mistakes that we've made. Of essentially, we're logging, um, and we're trying to build that up, uh, so so business owners can do a lot more without having to ask us any questions and they have a lot more available to them at any time
0: okay that that, that make a lot of sense uh, i i can't really uh, say how much podcasting has really helped me and even my business uh for the past a uh, few months i've started this uh, podcast and uh, if you don't mind i can surely uh offer some tips for you to help you to get your show run
1: yes definitely okay
0: awesome so uh Let's uh, get straight to this one question that I always love to ask my guests as well. So what is one superpower do you think you've got that has helped you to succeed in business?
1: Uh, That's a good question. (laughs) Um, Sure.
0: (laughs) Take your time and get back to us with (laughs) answer.
1: So so I'd say the best thing that I have is... uh, It's a difficult one. So I have a really short attention span. Um, But what I think is actually that helps so much when I'm not necessarily when I flip between things. So if there's something that we want to do, we get it done. We focus heavily on it. Um, But actually the fact that I can switch between software, switch between apps, we are so flexible as a company and we look at all the different apps and all the different available technology out there and I can quite quickly switched off on any of the ones that I don't think are good enough. And that's, that's helped us no end um, making sure that we're putting in the right, the right platforms for clients. Um, and then internally it's helped us put in software to, to monitor tasks to stay on top of our, inboxes and all of them other things we have what we call this an app stack of about 12 different apps and and we continuously changing and upgrading them
0: okay uh that makes sense so stealing uh the same line of question i'm just very curious what is one thing that you have done that gave you a very big business
1: uh one thing that i've done so it is uh what is it i would say is it pushing pushing my confidence so i it, as i say when i started i was extremely shy I was extremely nervous I was scared of every other business owner because I thought they were better than me and actually I I've kind of taken a step back I've looked at it and I've kind of had a look at what they've got and what we've got and how it's gone and that huge thing is confidence it's just it's as it grows as we grow it's made a huge difference so now when I'm talking to people it's very different conversations I'm having it's not a please please give us your work we need it it's it's very much a if you want to sign up with us we can help you we can support you in in what you need to do um but equally i i appreciate that you know when you're a small business you are desperate for that first sale you are desperate for that first thing so that's really difficult to have but take your time and enjoy the journey
0: okay all right uh everybody surely as an entrepreneur we have one area that we do struggle about and i think you mentioned something but i just want to ask you that question on its own what is one area you have been struggling with right now in your business and what are you doing about fixing that Uh, so
1: i think i would i would say actually staff is our it's always been our biggest problem um it's because we are we're so driven because we have so much that we're trying to do we're kind of we're in a stage of hyper growth which 50 we've grown 50% year on year for the last five years which is an incredible achievement but it puts a lot of stress and strain onto staff and also onto ourselves and in that that same view is actually we've I think we finally found the right staff for the right job Um, and we've tried to make it as clear as possible we do as much as we can with them to support them and to, to make sure they have everything available to them but that that's definitely been our biggest challenge as I say, we've had we've had six members come and go in that five years.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, so before you before we say goodbye on this episode, what is one question you wish I asked you this show that I haven't asked? One
1: question that I'd want you to ask. Yes, sure. Um, ah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it would be. Um, I guess guess more on the emotional side of things.
0: Okay, sure. So,
1: so you know, how how did it like? What 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 are the breaking points? Where how how does it feel? You know, the ups and downs of it of the journey. What's the hardest point? What's the, the best point, And the feelings behind it. Um. All
0: right, briefly, can you just share all those things that you wish I had for And it's <laughs> and just exactly the way you fit. Uh, you like to talk about them.
1: I guess I should have seen that coming um so that would be you know during covid actually would probably one of the lowest points that we as as the kind of financial advisor a lot of business owners turned to us for support and during during that time we were constantly contacted in the evenings weekends business owners worried stressed and they we kind of uh probably probably from our own fault we were taking on a lot of that stress from the clients and we were trying to do what we could to support it and the the government weren't giving the right they, they'd, they'd say something on the TV, they'd say something on in the news, but they wouldn't actually have all the backup behind it. So we ended up almost working seven days a week. Ridiculous hours. I couldn't even tell you how many hours I did. Um, and there was a point where I sat in my car for 40 minutes and was blank and I didn't, I couldn't tell you what I did or what happened it was just uh almost kind of a blackout basically that um so that, that was probably one of my lowest points and then one of the high points I can't it's it's every time you get a new client I can't help but get excited by it it's it's the excitement I get from talking to business owners who have done things and are improving their business and doing different things and just learning about how they're working. Um, so yeah, that, that's my, that's my highest points. Actually a huge thing was getting the office uh, because we all, I always felt like we weren't a real business until we actually had an office. There's always that, that stigmatism behind it.
0: Okay. So uh, one, uh, one question I'd like to chip in with, what's your lowest moment that you mentioned about? So briefly, how did you uh, overcome that moment and how was, how are you able to get over that moment? to get back on track Uh,
1: so that was quite difficult we had we had a client that was extremely draining at the time they were quite demanding and i came back in to the office um the next day and I spoke to my business partner um, who said, you need to change. Something's not right. Something's not working here. Um, I, I actually didn't tell them that I'd sat in the car for 40 minutes and, and kind of was, was done. Um, but she, she'd noticed that. So the people around me had noticed that something wasn't right. Um, I spoke to two of my friends who, who said, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And at the time that, client was, that customer was paying probably 50% of our revenue figure. So getting rid of them was a huge, huge problem. But we we took the stand that actually, we, we can't work like that. The, the business can't sustain that sort of stress. Um, and, and me personally, I couldn't sustain that stress. So what, what we did is we decided that we had to part ways we we help them implement a full finance team so i think they've got a team of five now instead of us um and then we've we've kind of slowly parted ways now and the, the atmosphere in the office is very different. Me personally, the headspace that I've got from that is very different. So it was getting rid of our biggest biggest customer.
0: Okay, uh, that's, that's a very emotional one. And that is one thing that we have to deal with as entrepreneurs. And apart from the winning mindset and the determination, you know, the most, uh, the better aspect of winning for me, which I've experienced in my entrepreneurial journey, is the emotional part because most of the winning that happened for us happened in our brain. And when we are not really are uh... Fine at, uh, over there. Like, I don't think there is any strategy or tactic that we can use that will actually work. And that is one big thing I've learned my entrepreneur right? as If anybody has to ask me what is the biggest lesson I've learned, which is very simple you have to win in your head before you can even win real life. And that is uh, a very emotional one. So, uh, thank you so much, David. And before we say goodbye, can you just tell us where we can connect with you, where we can uh, access all the good stuff you are curating out?
1: So, it's a lot of the, a lot of the content isn't available yet it will be on the website so that's utopia.co.uk so y-o-u-t-o-p-i-a.co.uk uh i'm on linkedin i'm on every social media platform going and yeah ask me send me a message more than happy to have a chat with anyone
0: okay so thank you so much david for being on the six figure entrepreneur podcast uh you've had a very quite emotional story and uh, you have shared with us how your journey was and uh every other good stuff. So we salute you, we thank you, and we are. Say well done for all the good things you have been doing, and for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning. And uh, maybe at uh, some other time, we'd like to talk more on what you do uh, in your business, as to uh, against the story that you share with us today. And uh, just I, I had fun, and I have to say, you are very, a very lovely guest, and uh, I love to have this uh, show once again.
1: Thank you very much. It's been it's been good.
0: All right. So uh, I guess we we'll catch you next time. I will say goodbye.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.